Are you ready to party? Let's go. Pat Creo, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. Glad you came out on this rainy day, but it's beautiful. Beautiful, right. beautiful, beautiful. We've planned to have you out here for a little bit now. Um, so you actually know, I remember you when I was a student getting my fire certifications done in Wildland. You're and killing me. You ran the crap out of us. You're no way. Yeah, dude. You did the you did the uh, the PT. <laughs> yeah, one of the <laughs> one of the many things that I do. Yeah, yeah not prob- to not to age you, but well, that obviously was like look at him. <laughs> Quite the physique over here. Well, this is this is going back. I'm just going to age all of us here, but that was like 18 years ago, dude. That was uh, a long time ago. That was probably <laughs> me. Yeah, oh, 18. Years, yeah, I've been doing this for a, a little bit now. So uh, you have? Can you do you know do you know how old he is? This is awesome. I'm gonna. He looks younger than me, which immediately <laughs> makes me depressed because I know the references are probably a little bit older than me. So congratulations, oh, yeah. you're winning. You. Yeah, you're winning. <laughs> you're absolutely winning at life right now. Besides all of us here, yeah. Um, but dude, we met because we um, we also teach together, which is pretty cool. Get you back here on a podcast. It's been a while, but it's always great to have other like-minded individuals and firefighters on here um, because it's good perspective, right? There's so much right. that we deal with, and you've got a lot more time on than we do. So I'm really pumped to have you here, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna be good, dude. Pretty excited to be here, actually. Yeah, it'll be yeah. good, man. Yeah, no, it's gonna be really good. But what, like, so what got you into the fire service? Um, like, was it kind of because I think for Jordan and I, we were like explorers. Yeah. You did. Did you start I, that way? I did. I did. Um, if you want to take it even further back, uh, it, it sounds kind of cliche, but you know, obviously, everybody looks up to firefighters, right? Yeah. You know, they're always doing good, uh, you know, on the big red engine, lights and sirens. Uh, but for me, it was a little bit different. Um, growing up, uh, my mother was not in the greatest of health. Okay. Uh, she had a lot of issues. Uh, she had, um, unfortunately, she had a lot of uh, drug issues and so forth, alcohol. So the fire department was always at my house. Uh. And so as a small child to... Uh, you know, teenager, I always respected that. Okay. Um, anytime that they came to my house, they were always respectful. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't judge. Um, they were always just very professional and they took care of my mom, obviously. Yeah. So I, to me, I always thought, you know, man, that's pretty admirable. That's something maybe I want to do. Mm. Um, I initially wanted to go into the military um, oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. What what, what branch were you thinking? Uh, Marine Corps. My uh, man. Yeah, dude. and okay. it, it's so funny because I actually was almost on the uh, sign the dotted line, but I was only seventeen at the time when I graduated from high school. So okay. uh, my mom would not sign for me. Of course she would. No, <laughs> that's a hard decision for a mom, no, dude. No, and I have family. My grandfather and uh, my two uh, distant uh, cousins were in the military, so I always grew up in that type of environment. Okay. Um, and that's initially what I wanted to do. Um, so I had talked to the recruiter. Um, I was all ready to go. And then uh, my mom says, no, I'm not going to sign for you. You can sign when you're 18. I said, oh, okay, no, no problem. But I always had the fire service in the back of my mind coming from a, a small, you know, being a small child. Yeah. But uh, also in high school, I was a fire explorer. Oh, okay. Because okay. I told myself after the military... When I get out, I'll have some money saved. I'll have that life experience. And I was also told uh, as an explorer, you know, when to get hired, one of the big things back in my day, again, I'm going to age myself, uh, (laughs) back in my day, uh, 
military service was huge. I remember that as an explorer too. They yeah. telling them, yeah. telling them, them telling us that. Yeah. So I said, okay. And then, uh, right when I graduated, uh, that summer, I started taking classes in the, uh, in the summer, uh, my fire science and some general ed. Well, about that time is when the uh, first desert, desert storm started. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, um, I got a little bit of cold feet. I don't think maybe so much of the, of the, uh, I was scared. I think it was more of a, as soon as I maybe if I enlist, I finish uh, basic training, I'm going to be gone. Okay. And and it's so funny that we're talking about this because I can remember it vividly. My mom was actually in the hospital at the time when Desert Storm oh, geez. started. And you were still 17? I was 17. Okay. 17, 18. Recruiters on me. Of course they are. Call, calling me left and right. <laughs> hey, you know, we're ready for you. We're, you know, we got all the things going. And, uh, so my mom was in the hospital and, and, uh, she says, you know, are you going to do this? And she, I was like, well, you know, I'd love to, you know? And so she kind of gave me her thoughts, you know, and then uh, a couple minutes later, this and that, you know, she brings on the waterworks, you know, and, oh boy. you know, and, uh, I didn't have a father growing up. Okay. Uh, I, uh, had a half sister, uh, so our family was not really big, not too tight. So I kind of just thought about it, and I said, you know, I, she doesn't really want me to go. I'm going to probably be sent overseas really, really quick here. I said, I'm going to finish college. Let me get this thing going, and then uh, if the military's still there when I get out, then I'll I'll do it. Okay. Well, here I am. Never enlisted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never enlisted. Although I do, uh, I I did a couple years after being in the fire service. I did uh, think about joining the reserves. Okay. And at that time, uh, just life wasn't ready or happening. Yeah. So well, I it seems that. like it all worked out. Like it was supposed to. Yeah. Do you, but do you? Because I was the same way. I grew up in a military home, um, and I almost joined. Yeah. And it's crazy because my dad was in the military. And, you know, it's one of those things you kind of follow in your family or, or parents' footsteps, right? And it's right. all I saw. So I'm right. thinking, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to do the Green Beret thing. Hopefully I make it. And he's the one who talked me out of it. He your said, father did. Yeah. He wow. said, no, he's, I really don't think you should do this. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, give the fire thing a chance first. Right. Um, and I did. Same thing. I'm like, oh, well, here I am now. You know, it's like 16 yeah. years later. But I sometimes I still have that regret. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder if I should have served. Yeah. I wonder, does that ever grow yeah. through your mind? So it, it, it does. And and again, it is you just, know, it's, and I'll tell you, but it's because I love this country. Yeah. That's why I say that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I love this country, too. Um, I am a huge uh Proponent of the military, uh, uh, police officers, anybody that serves, that yeah. gives back. Um, I will say, because we talk about this all the time, that I think one of my biggest regrets in life, I think when when I pass on or when it's my time, I think one of the things that I'll probably most regret in life was not enlisting and serving my country. Gotcha. And so now being in the fire service, um, we have an honor guard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actively involved in our honor guard. Um, and so I take that as a part of giving back. Gotcha. Um, and I'm just really big on, yeah, the military aspect of it. But getting back to your original question, that's, uh, I got involved in the fire service uh, as a young, I would say schooler, uh, explorers, and then graduating, taking classes, and then rest is history. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting point that you brought up, and that's that's funny. And I know you both grew up in a military family or have family in the military. I 
I also was, that was a huge contemplation for me uh, as far as an avenue to go uh, prior to getting the fire service. But like, like you guys, I was an explorer, young, kind of had that influence a little bit. Um, I, I find it, it, it's interesting concept when you're, you know, talking about how like, you know, that was the goal was to serve the country, but yeah. it's like your entire career has been co- community service essentially. Right. Yeah. So it's like, That's a good point. Yeah. instead of yeah. not, and not to take away from the, the admiration and, and wanting to, to be involved on that level. Cause right. you know, the military and the fire department are two very different entities, but similar common goal, right? Either protecting yeah. the country or protecting the community. Right. And uh, so I was just when you were talking about that, I'm like, well, I mean, dude, you've com- you committed your your entire life yeah. to protecting and serving the community. So I was like, don't feel too bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I was like, you know, however the the days lost and everything and and serving and helping and you know, I mean, yes, it's a different uniform, but right. I think there's so much, especially over the span of career, and you sound very involved with the educational portion as as well as right. you know just the fire department. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to hang your hat on there. Yeah. I like, appreciate. So don't sell yourself that. short, no, dude. No. You know I, what I'm, I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I, you know, I just going back. I, you know, just with my grandfather and and, and cousins being in the in the military. I just you know, I I just kind of if you can if I can go back, I would probably do yeah. it again. But um, no, I'm I'm very happy with where my career is. Um, I try to give back every day. Try to help the younger ones coming in. So uh, yeah, you know. It, it is what it is. Yeah, but that, I mean, but that's awesome, you know, and that's what it takes for individuals like yourself, you know, to be a part of the give back portion of this, right? And setting the, uh, just setting the the pace, really, you know, and I, I know we talk a lot about this as far as like the next generation through the fire department and how, you know, it's, I was actually having this conversation the other day where it's like, I don't want to say this because I'm going to sound like the older guy, you know, but <laughs> things were different. Every, I, know. I think because it's for yeah. the years of like kind of talking a little crap on the older guys that just yeah. complain about things sometimes. But now it's like you're kind of in a position where it's like you have seen right. a trend or a different personality or approach type or maybe um what's a good word like the tenacity of the younger individuals to do what you know we had gone through to get to these spots and it's like it's a little bit in my from my perspective it is a little bit different now but not not completely but you know what i mean it's It's, like it's very different you know we we could probably talk about that all day (laughs) i've (laughs) i've i've seen in in the years i've seen I'm that old guy now. I, I it's coming for uh, full circle. Yeah. Um, when when I first got on, I was you know with the older guys. They were a lot of war veterans, uh, blue collar guys. That the fire department was just something that they applied for. It wasn't technically a career. It was something that fell into their lap mm-hmm. because they were doing this other job. Um, and now I can see what they were talking about. Um, and I'm sure Tim can back me up on this. It's totally different now. Um, obviously, everything evolves, um, but I really see that the the people coming in, uh, it's almost too easy. And if if I can, if I can, uh, maybe if you can agree with that, where we are giving, I think them too much, too 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 soon, and we're giving them so many um, tools. That they're not actually, I would say, earning it or even um, appreciating everything about the job. 
I think that's a good, I think the appreciation part is, is where the big delineator is as far as, you know, if you go back to like training when, when I would say when we all first started, yeah, it's like every single day it was very monotonous because it was like oh, yeah. ladders, hose, ladders, hose, ladders, hose, ladders, hose. La- I mean, like you threw how many ladders, you know, for months and it was like as easy as it sounds because there's really only, there's only a couple of ways you can do it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But the proficiency and the expectation of that proficiency at the time was very high. Like it's a no brainer situation. Whereas I feel like, and I'm just using ladders as an example. There's, there's multiple things about it, but there is things now like, or as far as what you see is like, okay, you're good. It's like almost like saying, and I don't know how to downplay this because there's a lot of great new hires and stuff that work really hard. So it's, I'm not blanketing everybody in the same category, but there are, it does have sometimes a little bit of the feel where it's like, okay, that's good enough. You can move on. Right. Whereas opposed to before, it would be like, even though you'd thrown the same ladder in the same spot the same way a thousand times, that test day, you're nervous as shit. Right. Oh, yeah. You know Your I mean? whole career's that, riding on it. But, <laughs> right. But it, because it was it was the captains, the chiefs, the chief might be out on your test day. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's like the dynamics of how important these like very proficient skill sets that you had to have, that even though they sound basic, it was like there's zero error right right where now it's like as oh i'm sorry as we move forward i feel like this the the gray area kind of expands a lot of what is considered appropriate or passing or you know so it's like that standard moves a little bit and and i get it too like a little you know it's like you do have to work with what you have right you know and i definitely would say at least this is my from my perspective i would say the fire service currently right now isn't as appealing of what it was 15 years ago. You know what I mean? And I'm and again, great candidates that come through, awesome personnel. I'm not, I'm not lumping everybody into one category. This is just a broad generalization. But I feel like the, you know, I mean, look, when, look a great examples when we were testing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I remember going to department tests where it was like they're hiring four positions and yep. there'd be 1,500 people applying. Easy. Right? Easy. And, and that wasn't just one. That was every department had like right. just a... Oh, darn. oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> just had a mass influx of interest. Right. Whereas now, yeah. you know, it's like you have these large departments that are hiring... Hundreds. 200 people in a year, and they might only get 500 applicants. I'm seeing it on a daily. Yeah, right? And to me, that, that like baffles right. me a little bit, you right. know? And because I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, if I was... 19, 20 years old. It's like, go take a couple classes. If I knew I can get hired with the fire department, I'd be like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, why? Like, how come this isn't as popular, you right. know? And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it stems from maybe the community service effort isn't as popular as it once was, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't know, it's observational talk, but. No, it, it, it brings up a good point because, again, it, it being on the teaching side of it, uh, you know, I, I, I see this a lot um, w- within the years that I've been teaching and, and working. Um, it, it's totally different. You know, talking to background investigators, talking to uh, certain chiefs or training officers and so forth. It, you know, yeah, you know, it, it's just a tough thing to talk about without getting too uh, opinionated on it, you know? Uh, but I will say if, if, if I were coming out of high school right now, back when I 
back when I uh, graduated, it would be so much more easier for me to have gotten hired. Uh, now, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, there, again, I think we give so many tools, um, and we're giving them too many options and we're, and I think a lot of these candidates know that, you know, a lot of departments need bodies. And, um, th- I feel sometimes that, and not all departments are like this, but some of them are just looking at, okay, you're a body. You have some, you have some uh, proficiencies, but we could work on them, or we're just going to scrub them under the rug, and we'll we'll work. That's with very them later. accurate, very accurate. And you know, again, I I, I don't want to be negative. I, I there's a lot of great firefighters out there, and there there are a lot of great candidates out there. Um, do a couple squeak by, or do a couple? Do we turn our heads to a couple here and there? Um, you know, a- absolutely. Um, not everybody is like that, but. I do feel that sometimes we do turn our head to an issue that they're like, well, you know what? It's not a big deal. We'll take care of it later. Well, that issue never gets taken care of later. And now you have a person that's going to be an issue for the next 30 years. And now you're right. You're, you're stuck with it. We'll just send this person out over here and it's not that busy or they don't do too much. And so it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. But when you put somebody with a crew, you got to remember that whole crew is relying on that certain person. And so if you've got a, uh, if you've got a, um, a weak link in that chain, well then, you know, well, and that's the thing with our, our career that the general public doesn't understand. Um, there are standards and expectations that we have to keep. Absolutely. We have to, because your partner's life is going to depend on it. And also the citizen Mm -hmm. of the city or County that you serve. Mm -hmm. So if someone's lacking and they cannot, do a certain part of the job, it's fair that they are gone. You have to, uh, because this isn't like an office job or something where, well, we can get back to it later. Like, no, when the call comes in, I always tell people, do you want the A-plus firefighter working on you, right. or do you want the D-plus firefighter? I'll tell you, when I call 911 for my family or my mom's injured, I want the right. A-plus guy. Yeah, I don't want the dude who's being shoved away and hiding and not doing his job. And I think it's so unique, but it's also, without going too deep with this, but I do think it's a political climate that we're in, and you can't bring this PC political stuff into police and fire. It just doesn't work. Right. We, you know, yeah. <clears throat> if someone doesn't make it, whether they're male or female, they're done. That's the standard. Right. But now they're afraid of lawsuits and different. You know, that's a whole nother one. Do yep. people if they get they get let go? This is unfair. I was treated unfairly, or they'll right. throw the racism flag. And you're like, look, man, this has nothing to do with your race or your religion or who you love. This is just straight. Can you do this job or can you not? Right. And now it's just like, well, if they can't do it, just screw them on because, like you said, we need the body. Yeah. And my thought is now you're yeah. you're going to have a bigger lawsuit down the road because either that person's going to get killed or injured. They're going to injure someone on their crew because they're not proficient or they're not going to be able to rescue their citizen, which right. is a huge problem. Right. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And I kind of, I, it's funny to bring it up because I've always questioned that recently. Like, how are we letting certain things kind of slip by and happen because you're afraid of lawsuits or yeah. we need bodies? I mean, let's take, for example, right? Our military, your, your special ops, they, they have to keep a high standard. I mean, they have what, we'll just say out of maybe the 200 people that'll go through a special ops, like the hell week and all that, and then finish two years later, they have like 15 that make it. Yep. If that, yeah, I mean, you have to keep that tip into the spear sharp. It's just that that's how it is. But a lot of people think 
well, it's unfair to make it. Well, guess what? Life's unfair. There's winners and losers in life, and it pays to be a winner. Put the hard work in. Train. Study. We all did. Yeah. We all sacrificed to get where we're at. It wasn't just yeah. handed to us. And when you start something new, which I think a lot of people aren't understanding nowadays, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. I don't care how smart you are or how rich you are or what you have to bring to the table. We all ate a shit sandwich. You have to start from the bottom. It is what it is. Right. Because um, I've heard a few stories from different departments where you know guys are getting hired and then they're quitting. Well, I don't want to clean a toilet. I'm You're seeing like, that right. What? I'm hearing and seeing that right now. Yeah, I'm like, for what they pay yep. me, I'll scrub that toilet yep. all day. Yeah, Let's go, like, dude. I'll just use my hands. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and 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 I think you bring up uh, a very good point. You know, and uh, and as an example, um, I think just to kind of. I feel like a like a quick snapshot in the timeline that we're in right now. This isn't even pertaining to the fire departments about the military, but I don't know if you guys saw last week. There was a lot of uh I'll say hoopla. There we go. Very good. Fun word. Um <laughs> silly. But there's some silly yeah, silly. There's some silly. Jordan likes uh, the word silly. It's pretty I, funny. I do. I say neat a lot as well. That's okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, it was in regards to, I believe it was the Navy SEALs, where somebody had footage of them doing a training segment where they made them all sit in a circle and they tear gas them, but they make them sing happy birthday. And it's so you can't hold your breath, right? So that you need to expose yourself to it. And then they were keeping them in it because they need to like stress themselves to that point. And that was getting pushed onto a lot of media platforms as, you know, they're being over the top with the training and they're potentially hurting these individuals and all like, like a lot of uh, um, aggressive commentary that this was a very negative thing that the military does. And, you know, and I'm not, and again, fire department is not the military. We're not tear gassing employees and we're not putting them through that sort of stress. However, I feel like it's a good representation of just constant trying to like break down different entities of how training and operations go because things are too hard. Right. And, you know, and there, there was a lot of blowback from, from these posts and, uh, news segments and stuff about it with these like ex, you know, ex, uh, Navy SEALs and stuff talking about like, guy like Tim Kennedy. I don't know if you follow, oh, yeah. follow him. Oh yeah. He's he was right. one of them that put out a little something about it, talking about like, no, you guys don't understand. Like the last thing that you want is your special operator in a fight that gets exposed to something that he's never exposed before. And all of a sudden is now incapacitated, right? It doesn't, right. doesn't serve its purpose. Just correlating it with the fire department or police department, any training that goes in that may be over the top or some may seem as over the top. The reality is, is in these professions, you have to, you have to have that stressful training. You have to know where your breaking point is as an individual, because the last place that you want to find that is in the reality of the matter. You know, so it's like for us, right? The fire department, you know, everyone's been in the burn box. Everybody's tried to had to stay in there long and see how fire works and operates. And is it hot? Yes. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Is there times where people get injured? Unfortunately, yes. But that's also a part of it because you need to know as the individual, like, you know, this is a good test for yourself. Like if I'm inside this thing and I'm like, this is too hot for me, I can't do it. Well, then maybe that's a little bit of an idea of like, hey, if this happens in real life and now the difference of me being able to save a person because I need to go another 15 feet and be able to take this and drag somebody out, I need to be able to know I can do that. Just like with these, you know, with these military guys and getting tear gassed, you know, again, 
I'm not in for like saying anything derogative and hazing and all this, you know, we can go down that list. But when it comes to actual training and doing something and exposing yourself and putting yourself through the ringer, if you will, like that is a necessity, you know, but like that's that's where I feel like this is where we kind of have this generational change. And I feel like things changing isn't new, obviously. You know, there's always going to be the next step, the next step. I just feel like the trends have been as far as like we're in this kind of gray area where standards expand is now where the questioning starts coming in at. And to go back to kind of where where this really started from, I wanted to, um, as far as interest with the fire department, I want to throw it out there before I forgot about it. Um, I think a lot of it has to come down with the school systems, right? When these kids are, are going through high school or like college into high school, you know, it's like... I think the only things that get pushed forward are the only way that you can be successful in life is if you go to college. Mm -hmm. And I, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast and I'm not knocking a college education at all because it's, it, you know, whatever you choose to better educate yourself or maybe to help narrow the field that you wish to go in. But like, there's a whole other side of life that you can have, you know, careers, opportunities. And I think we're examples of those, you know, and not saying, I mean, I did get my college education, just came way after right. the fact, you know, but I think that that's where things could change as far as maybe putting more effort or money, financial backing into these, you know, like, do you remember in high school they had career day? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like you went to a, a, I don't know, like a guidance counselor mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. took some BS test and it told you what you might be, mm -hmm. you know, which is actually kind of funny because mine came up landscaper or stunt <laughs> devil. <laughs> Landscaper or stunt double or stunt whatever. Gig. And I was like, so I was like, well, I can't act. I can't sing. I don't look good <laughs> enough, but I could jump off something high and maybe resemble somebody popular, I guess. <laughs> and I do, I am good at growing stuff, I guess. So that, that potentially in the future, yeah. maybe I'll have a second job doing something like that. But yeah. uh, anyway, I just think it's like, it's so interesting that as this evolves, right? Like what, right. like, you know, what the changes are and, and where is it going to go? Yeah. You know, are we in a position where things are going to be full circle where it's like, okay, you know, for so long it was like, got to get a college education, blue collar jobs starting to dwindle, you know, as far, not shouldn't say dwindle, but as far as popularity of like, Hey, I was in high school and we had an auto shop class. I'm a bitching mechanic and I know how to do this. As soon as I get out of high school, I'm working for a place and I'm going to open up my own business. Right. Like that mentality, I don't think is very popular with this next generational group. No. So it's like, it's not. hopefully... You know, I know things are cyclical, and it'll probably go back to that at some point, but I feel like we're definitely in a position where it's so much so the other way, where it's affecting these public works positions, even the military. You know what I mean? It's oh, numbers like, are down. There's an article that came about that out uh, this week about that, that they're having more people leave the military than join, which is the first time in many years. Crazy. Wow. They're having retention problems just like everywhere. Wow. <sighs> so I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, dude. I, wow. I read that. I was like, well, that's probably not good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, bring up a good point. The whole career day, um, I'm able to actually go out and, and do career days with oh, nice. my uh, uh, side teaching. And, you know, you're, you're going to have every branch of the military. You're going to have uh, tech. You're going to have your, your Ivy League colleges. You're going to have your Cal States. You're going to have your UCs. You're going to have your privates. Mm. There, there are some fire department and police uh, uh, representation there. Not as much as I would like to see. Mm. 
I think the big thing what I'm seeing right now, and 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 I'm a big I, I'm a big pusher of education, uh, just because uh, I I just feel like uh, that's something that no one can ever take away from you is your education. Amen. So Amen. Um, very good. Yeah, and uh, I have you know some college education. Sorry, uh, I was gonna ring the bell. I, I... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> what, what is ringing the bell? Do we even know what the bell? We, I don't know. Yeah. We just hit it. When I heard it, feels it good. I heard it earlier, and I was like, "Okay, is that for me to shut up now?" Or no. what? what we, okay, it's normally after like a a good point or something okay. funny or I don't know. Awesome. Kinda, and if you feel like ringing a dude, no, I'm good. Smash it. <laughs> I love it. But but getting back, uh, you know, the career day thing. You know, you've got all your your avenues uh, being represented. You know, when the kids come and talk to me, high school, I just tell them, "Look, you know, I I, I tell them straight out." I go, you know, you're not going to get rich in this profession. You can earn a great income. There's a lot of other adventures that you can get into in this, in, in this job. Uh, you can, uh, you know, depending on how old you are when you get in, you can, you can retire early. You're going to have a great pension. You can uh, do things on the side because of our schedule. You can, you know, go back to school. You can open up your own business. You can, uh, you know, go teach kind of like what, you know, Tim and I do, um, you know, if you're if you're looking to get married, if you're looking to have a family, it's going to give you that opportunity to do that. So i i don't I don't push people away from from this job. I don't push them. Oh, you know, like oh, I wanted to go and get a bachelor's degree or an associate's or a master's, and then maybe I'll look into this. Okay, and that's fine. Um, I I just think that sometimes we don't really. I think I, I try to tell the kids the reality of this job. Uh, you know, as far as the the hours. As far as the time away from home, uh, as far as the, the you know, you're, you're not going to probably get hired where you want to get hired. You're going to take the first job that gets offered to you that you apply for. It's not going to be easy. You know, you've got all the schooling you got to do. Then you've got probation. Then you want to promote. You're going to have to study. Um, and then, you know, again, th- this generation, I, I'm I'm a little worried just because I feel like we've made it so easy uh, that they just want everything right away. They don't want to work hard. They don't. They want the money now. They want the rank now. They want the. Uh, they want the uh, glamour that this job brings. And and you know it, it's. I don't know. Maybe call me old fashioned, but it it's not about that. So um, yeah, I, I I try to tell the the students that I teach and or the the kids that I meet in career days. You know, in high school. Hey, you know. You, if this job is not for you, then, you know, go move on to the next booth or something, yeah. you know, let, let, let them talk to you. Or if you want to go to college, Hey, go to college. You want to be a, something in tech, go be in tech. This job will always be here. If you really want to do it, and, you know, it's up to you. Yeah. That's a good, I mean, that's a great point. And, uh, you hit all of the, I think important things to tell somebody who has interest in this job. I think the, the kind of the, uh, I don't know, how do I say that? Like overarching problem that has with, you know, when we're talking about like the immediate gratification right. uh, from, if we're going to use this generation of younger people, mm-hmm. um, the reality is, is that there aren't many things that exist that you're going to have immediate gratification towards what you want. And then you're crazy to think that every person sitting in this room doesn't want to be rich tomorrow. 
Right. 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 That, that feeling of wanting instant gratification, I don't think is an uncommon feeling throughout any generational gap. The only thing that's different, I think now is that the expectation of immediate gratification is more so now than it's ever been. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or does that make sense when I'm saying that? I, oh yeah. You know, and I think that that's going to be one of the things to overcome because it's like, if you, if you sat down with a group of, let's say high school kids and you know, some had interest in this, some had interest in tech, school, whatever the avenue is. Any one of those avenues is going to take hard work and time. And the ones that don't get immediate gratification, or let's say immediate success, because it's not really just gratification, right? It's quick money mm-hmm. is what, you know, I want to be rich. Well, no shit, dude, we all want to be rich. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> but, you know, that the percentages of likelihood is still extraordinarily low. Right. You know, just because you want to get involved in a, like the tech industry is a great one, right? Because there's so much money being made in that. And you hear these stories of these kids that come up with an app and the next thing you know, they're a billionaire. It's like, that's like a fraction of a percent yeah. right. of millions of people who are trying to do the same thing. So it's almost like this like counter argument to that where you're thinking like, hey, you know, maybe again on the schooling system, on the people who are preparing our next generation of people to get ready for life in general, the understanding has to be that it is going to, it's a grind. It is a grind. And there are going to be folks that just roll into it and life's good at a young age and they're crushing. Well, good for you. You're one of the lucky ones, you know, but for the rest of us, it takes time. It takes avenues. It takes goals, right? right? That's one thing that I think, like, you know, if you, if you went up to a, and not saying when I was 20 years, well, actually I did have goals when I was 20 because I want to be in the fire department. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was, yeah. that was my goal, you know? But if you said, Hey, what's your five-year goal look like? Someone probably be like, I don't know. And I'm like, not as a joke. Like literally, what do you want to try to accomplish in five years? And even if they're like a couple things, just say it, you know, have that ability to like kind of know ahead of time, like yeah. this may not all work out, but I at least have at least a primary and a secondary. And then a, Hey, if shit hits the fan, I'm going this route. You know what I mean? I feel like if the system needs to project that onto the next groups. And then it doesn't have to be for one specific thing. It could be various, whether it is going to school, whether it is getting involved in tech. But it's like, I feel like, you know, a lot of these young people that I meet, yeah. you know, kind of just cruising right. to cruise. Right. And it's like, it all comes back to, and I know you've said it on here a couple of times where you're talking about, like, there was a, there was a saying of like, oh, it's just hard times yeah. make strong people, strong people make good times, good times make weak people. Right. And so we're kind of in that. We're <laughs> I like that in, one. It's very true. We're kind of in that backside of that yeah. where we've had a long period of, at least for the country, some success. Right. You know, and now that's been able to offer these things. And then now all of a sudden you get the lack of interest and the overall motive to like keep pushing forward aggressively is starting to slow down. Right. And that's where I think comes into our conversation of now these jobs, these these necessities of, um, you know, work for public entities, you know, for our I'm sorry, communities and stuff like that, fire department, police department, military. We're going to see that little bit of lack of interest. And that generates different qualifications because you do need people to fit these jobs. So, you know, when people have that that feeling of like, huh, they're going to hire me because they need to hire me. You know, like I don't yeah. need to be like number one. I could be number hundred and something and I'll still get a spot. If that's your attitude, right on. Good for you. But it doesn't it doesn't create those positions for when someone gets it. They're not just going to get it. They're going to keep moving forward after getting it. You know, the motivational factor, you know, it's like. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know if it's like, well, we need to make times harder. Like, I don't think that should be the case either. It's just like kind of no, one of these things that occur. It's not that times need to get harder, I don't think, but it's going to take something drastic to happen to our communities or our country where it's going to take people to step up. And I hate to say it, but I don't see a lot of our fellow generation stepping up here, dude, at least the current, you know, that are coming up. Or you think like, you know, World War II. Hey, we need everyone to do your part. Women are, you know, my grandmother was a Rosie the Riveter right here in Long Beach. No shit. Yeah, that's how they got their house in Long Beach, my grandmother's house. They bought it because she, during World War II, she was freaking slapping rivets on the B-25s and stuff. No kidding. Yeah, right down here. Yeah, all these main streets around here were covered with, like, camouflage. There's crazy pictures of it. Yeah, that's why this whole wow. community came was built up was because of World War II. Yeah. You know, but I don't think you're going to see people step step up to help and join because it's like, well, why? Yeah. What's the incentive, right? Right. What? You know, there's no pride in country. There's no pride in work. You're starting to see that. And it's kind of an interesting time, a little scary, because we need police, fire, military. But we're also seeing, like, you know, there's um, not as many am- people working on ambulances. So you're seeing huge response times huge. on ambulances, right? 15, 20 minutes, which if people don't know, you know, when you're in a life-threatening event, and we're giving you medication and drugs to keep you alive. Like, time is life. We need to get you to the hospital quick. So usually what used to be, I don't know, three to five minutes of ambulance getting on, on scene, you know, they're, they're staged or at a station, is now turning, like, doubling. That's, yeah, that's not a good thing. Easy. And they're just like, hey, it is what it is. I'm like, no, man. I've, it's happened. You're on yeah. scene. It's a critical call. You're like, where's it? It gets to the point where, like, we're going to take them ourselves. We're just going to load and go. Um, but it, I don't know. It, it's a weird time. It really is. Yeah. And, and yeah. that saying, I think, sticks really well. And I don't want something drastic to happen to anybody or our country. Yeah. But it's almost like that's what it's going to take for people to realize how good you have it. Right. You know, right. we have it very, very well in this country. Very, very well. I will... <laughs> Definitely agree with you on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. As I'm coming to the end of my career, yeah. I uh, I was given, uh, as I said, you know, I, I didn't have a great childhood growing up. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't have your your uh, white picket fence uh, type of uh, America type uh, childhood. Uh, it was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a lot. Um, I was basically raised by my grandparents, uh, blue collar, military, truck drive, uh, you know, raised seven kids in a two bedroom house. You know, I, I just, I, I look at it now. I step, I, I take a step back and I do this quite often actually, uh, just because of, uh, um, you know, being, being a father myself and, uh, being so close to retirement, I take a step back and, and, and I tell myself where I came from and, and how I was raised and what I had to, uh, accomplish and, and what I had to, um, see in life and, and how hard I had to work for this job. Um, and everything actually that I have, uh, I don't have a lot, but what I have, it's mine. Um, and I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm. And so again, when I teach or when I talk to kids or, or even if it's, you know, to my kids, I always try to teach a lesson. And, uh, it was something that was, uh, given, instilled in me by my grandfather. And I just basically look at it like, it, all of this can be taken away very easily. Oh, yes. It, it, in the blink of an eye. Right. Well, look at the pandemic, right? Oh, geez. Uh, right? Yeah. So, and and I don't want to talk about that. No, no yeah. dude. We- <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, uh, thank you. Yeah. There it is. I just look at this, you know what? 
I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm I, I hate to use the cliche, but uh, I'm very blessed Absolutely. to to be where I am today. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just if you would have asked me when I was a kid, if you know, in twenty thirty years, where are you going to be? I had no idea. Mm. I had a plan or I had a vision, but I had no idea. So now, when I go in and, and I teach or I talk to youth that want to get into this. Um, this profession, or if I just, you know, talk to somebody that's young, you know, I just try to tell them, look, man, there's, don't believe everything that you see in reality. Right. Not this, not just this job, but in, in, in any job, um, you brought up a good point that, that the gratification of this job, it, it should go a long way. Mm. Um, I think sometimes people want too much too soon. They don't want to work too hard. They want that. They want that instant right now, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just you know I I I really love this job. I, I love what it's all about. I love helping people. Um, you know, and I, I just wish sometimes that the youth that are up and coming, I wish they would show that also too. Yeah. Sometimes you know. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, Tim. I I'm not you know I. I I'm not, I wasn't the best recruit. Uh, you know, I, it, it, you know, it, it took me a couple tests to get hired. I got hired very young. Uh, and, and I've worked my butt off to, to, to get to my position and I've worked hard in my department and, and I give them back and everything. But, uh, you know, I, I was not perfect. I, I'm still not perfect, but every day I come in, I make mistakes and I learn from them. So I try to teach those younger youth coming in and the guys under me, hey, you know, this is my mistakes. Try not to make them. This yeah. is what I did. It might not be for you, but this is what I did to help me. Yeah. And, you know, if, if when I decide to leave, if I think I'll be satisfied, you know. I love um, that. I freaking love that. I, you know, I like I said, I, I'm not perfect. No. I, I'm not. I mean, none of us are, right? No. But it, no. I think you hit home on something, too, that it took me time to realize and step back because... Like Jordan said, we all want to we're trying to make it and money and goals yeah. and success. And I've had a lot of failures. Right. I've had a lot of success. I'm living in a lot of success now. Mm-hmm. But as I step back and kind of look back on my life and everything and the journeys and different things I went down, even being hired as firefighter to you know businesses or podcasts, it was never the end point of the success where you finally made it. It was the journey. Right. It's always like that saying where it's like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. It's the people I met along the way. It's the life lessons I met along the way. It's the tough times that were during that journey that made me who I am, that taught me so many things about suffering, about gritting your teeth and getting through hard times, about helping others, letting others in to help you, and how you truly can't do life alone. Uh, It takes a team and and, and, uh, people to get you where you want to be, and how it taught me to be a people person how to talk to people, especially our job. My God, we have to learn how to talk to people. Right. You know, I mean, you, you're talking, it doesn't matter if you're the richest person in the city or you're destitute and poor on the street. We're going to treat you the same way. Right. We're going to we're gonna give you the best that we have. And I would have had that at 20, 21 when I got hired right away. It was the, the years of learning and going down different routes and working with people, working on an ambulance and being posting up all night and just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You know, I can't wait till I get to here. Mm-hmm. So that when you get to that point, you hit that quote unquote pinnacle and you make that goal. It means so much more and it makes right. so much more sense instead of I want to be the CEO yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I always say fast money is bad money. My God, if somebody got hired right now and boom, we made them the chief, they would completely fail immediately. There's no experience. 
They have no. There's nothing there to back them up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of missing a lot. A lot of people sometimes they want that end result so bad, but it's like enjoy where you're at in the moment because there's so much that you can learn. I find I used to find myself, and I still do it sometimes, where I'm like, I set this goal, and I'm working so hard to get it, I forget to live in the moment and realize like. It's not the goal, it's that journey. It's the people and the things and experiences that I'm getting. And that's what I love the most about a lot of things that I'm doing when it comes to teaching, our podcast, other things I'm involved in, it's the people. Yeah. It's the people, it's what we're doing, and what I get to gain from all that during that time of getting to where I want to go. Because right. a lot of times people ask, are you making money on the podcast? Are you making money? I'm like, dude, it's not about the money. I, I mean, yes, we're, we're doing fine. Like, you know. Yeah. But it's not, if people always put a price tag on something, right. It's not going to be worth much to you because money comes and goes. Yeah, you know it's it's here and it's gone. You can't take it with you when you die. It's the people. It's the people that you're with. It's the experiences that you have with these people that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. Right. And serving others, you know, that's where I find myself most fulfilled. A lot, you know. So, sorry, I went down that long road. No, no, it, <laughs> I was like, oh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, but I say I, it all the time too. If all the time. If you're getting into this job, or I should say profession, it's not a job. If if you're getting into this profession for the money, yeah. then you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I am not a rich man, as I said. I'm comfortable. Uh, my schedule is awesome. Yeah. This job has opened up a lot of doors. Yeah. Um, I've also had doors shut in my face. Yeah. But I keep knocking. Right. Uh, I've had some lows. I've had some extreme highs, uh, but you know, every day I feel like I've done something to give back. I've done something to make myself better. You know, I, I tell the kids all the time, you know, at work or, uh, you know, teaching, don't just go to work and do the bare ass minimum. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't be that guy. Do what you're supposed to be doing, not because you're getting paid, but because you love the job and you want to leave it better than when you found it. And maybe do a little bit more. You know, we, uh, I'm sure you guys have this. We have our work schedule yeah. and then our time. Mm-hmm. So on a lot of this, a lot of the newer guys think, well, when it's work schedule is over, it's our time. The job stops. Right. And, and I just, I, I have a little problem with that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not the I'm not on my feet all day, but I try to tell myself again just because of where I came from and how hard it was for me and, and everything that I owe a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, I may do a little bit more than the next guy or the guy before me, but that's just my personal um you know, opinion and, and that's the way I feel. I respect that, yeah. dude. Now coming from yeah. you know, a single parent home. Yes. And then being a father... Almost like a half-parent. Yeah, that's what well, I was I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't know if that was a real full-parent home. <laughs> but do you, can you see growing up into your adult life and being your own father, how that might have impacted you? Oh, big time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it something that you think yeah. led you down certain paths that were wrong? You're making mistakes? Or, I mean, did you just feel like you weren't like everybody else? Because I, you know, I come from a home... Parents are both there. Now, were they crazy? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whose house isn't freaking got stuff going on, right? But because I'm learning through going through therapy and right. trying to um, combat the things that I'm dealing with in my life. And, you know, there's there's childhood trauma I didn't realize we all have to deal with. And then hearing you talk and say, hey, I came from, you know, my mom was sick. I didn't have a dad. That had to be tough. Very. You know, how did you work through that? <sighs> I'm still working through it. Uh, Damn. Yeah. I got so, you. I felt that, dude. Yeah. I'm going to take a drink right now. 
Oh my God. Yeah, not uh, you know, no no sad stories here. I'm not looking for sympathy. No, or anything. no. But no. you know, I've, I I always try to tell people that I meet and they ask about my personal life or if they you know they want to get to know me. You know, that's the first thing I tell them. I said if if, if you wanted to, you could probably make an after school special. Wow. About my. Yeah. I don't know. I'm dating myself again. I don't think they call him that anymore. You're the best looking 50 year old I've ever seen, bro. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, it was really tough. Um, again, you know, I, I, my mom and, uh, my, uh, the guy who married her, I don't even call him dad. Uh, the, um, they were married very young. Uh, my father left, uh, when my mom was a couple months pregnant with me. And so, uh, I grew up without a dad. I was born into a single family <clears throat> and, uh, it wasn't the best. Uh, I, we were always trying to make ends meet. It was very tough. Uh, my mom being a single parent was always, you know, try to make the rent. Uh, she was, so we were probably we, working hard. dude. She was working hard. Um, you know, and I'll, I won't take that away from her. My mom has passed on, uh, so I, I'm not going to talk bad about her, yeah. but, uh, you know, it, it, w- it was really tough. I, I, we grew up, uh, make a long story short. I, gr- I grew up single parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got addicted to drugs, uh, early. Uh, she was an alcoholic. Uh, I was, we were moving around from different cities, apartments, motels. Uh, she hung around with some of the worst people, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was uh, really lucky not to be thrown in the foster system or part of the what they call the state system. Yeah. My grandparents uh, uh, rescued me, I guess you can say, early on, uh, probably about seven, eight years old. Okay. Um, and so my grandfather and my grandmother basically raised me from, I would say, seven, eight years old all the way up until right before high school. Wow. So uh, I... I uh, Grew up in a very, like I said, my father, my grandfather was in the military. When he got out, he was a truck driver. My grandmother was a homemaker. They raised seven kids in a small two-bedroom house just down the street here. Very meat and potatoes, very old school, hard work, uh, didn't have a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I was raised very with, a with the iron fist, uh, mm-hmm. with discipline, respect, uh, and so forth. Um, but yeah, I saw and, and. I saw things and probably had to go through a lot that not a lot of kids, or I'm sure there are some kids around here that, that still go through it. But, uh, as a father, I don't think I could ever, ever put that, put my kids through what I had to go through. Do they, do they work hard? They do. Do, uh, They're going to school. Uh, they're, uh, they work hard around the house. Do they, do they get a lot? Do I give back? Absolutely. But they earn it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, it, it was really hard. Uh, I, uh, did go through therapy okay. uh, growing up. Excellent. Uh, um, even, uh, dating myself a few years back, I, I, I had to go through therapy because I still have those, uh, issues of, of growing up that, that kind of haunt me. I guess oh, I'm sure, say. man. Abandonment. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. so many things you could probably hit on and say, right? I mean, dude, I, I we could shut the cameras off and microphones <laughs> off. We could talk all day about yeah, it. it. Yeah, and like I said, I I don't wish that on anybody. I yeah, you know, and and, and do I wish I would have had that that easier life growing up? Oh, I, who wouldn't, right? Yeah. But I I look back and I I tell myself if I didn't have that type of childhood, I, I think. Going through all that suffering and all that pain and 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 just doing all that, it, it probably I wouldn't be where I am now. Excellent. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And so again, that's why I, I love what I do. I give back, you know, I, I don't want to sound dramatic, but you know, I owe everything to this job and, yeah. and I just feel like I'm lucky. Yeah. I was supposed to be, if you ask a therapist, a if you probably, huh? That's exactly what I was just going to say. <laughs> I should be a statistic. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and and I'm not. Uh, you know, I survived it. It was tough, whatever. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, it's good. And I ask that because you seem very driven. You seem like somebody who's very grounded. You're self-aware. You know when to step back and look at your life. You know when to be thankful. You know when to put the hard work in. And um, Because that's the whole reason we do this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Bring people on to talk. But... Because sometimes everyone's born to a different situation, but you have to keep the hope alive. Yeah. You got to keep pushing forward because you could have been a statistic. And how many people will say there's probably a lot of people that are put in a situation like they're probably worse that'll let them probably make them bitter. Yeah. And I can see that because there's certain things I've dealt with that make me want to be yeah. bitter, but it's like, why? Yeah. Why are you going to let that, like, quote unquote, live inside me like a cancer, right? And just right. evolves and gets worse and worse. Right. Or it's like, man. Okay, I need it's one thing I've learned in therapy, right? I need to accept that this has happened. Now I need to work through this and figure out I need to break this chain. I need to do better. I want to do better because I want to provide for my family. Not yeah. saying that my parents or my family situation was terrible, but we all have things that we have to grow up with and deal with. Right. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna accept this that this happened. And now I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna break the chain. I need to work through these emotions and what's going on internally, because I never would have known that. Mm-hmm. Looking at you now and talking to you, it's like, this is a well-polished human being. He's very intelligent. He's a go-getter. He's smart. He's done well with his life. But you don't know someone's true story of what got them to where they're at. You're like, damn. Like, boy, you had some suffering. (laughs) Everybody's got a story, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you you walk into a bar, you walk into a room, everybody's got a story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, you can't, I I mean, again, it's cliche. You can't judge a book by its cover, right? right? But open up the book, read the chapter, you'll get to learn the person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, dude, I, man, I, I, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm lucky. Uh, I, I, I should be a statistic, statistic, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, stats. (laughs) I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. Yeah. A lot of opportunity, a lot of things that were given to me as far as, uh, opportunity and, and I'm taking them and I'm running with them and I'm just trying to give back. And, um, you know, like I said, if I can leave this job or if I can leave anything better than I can find it, the, the way I found it, then then I'm happy. So would you say it's how you grew up that and the things you went through that has given you that drive? Like what, what gives you that yeah. drive to keep moving and keep having success and keep pushing forward even when it gets tough? Because that's hard for people. That's hard for me at times because I'll get down and something will happen in my own life and I'll be like, dude, this sucks this is terrible this hurts whether it's emotionally physically something at work private life and it's like you can't teach that to people you can't teach having toughness physical mental and how to accept things and move forward like what is that for you you think that keeps that hope alive i think it's just it's a lot of things i think yeah the way i was brought up uh the way my grandparents raised me uh i think nowadays though i think just the the being a father myself family I think that's what drives me a lot of the time. Uh, I, I, I have responsibilities. Um, I feel, again, I'm blessed. I've been put in a great situation to provide, to help. That's what just keeps me going. Mm. Um, I, like I said, I, when it's my time to go, when, when I leave this place, I, I, I think I'll be happy. And yeah. I just try to be better every day yeah. if I can, if I can do s- some small little thing, right. then, then I'm good. 
It's good you say that because I see that Jordan. Just give a shout what? out to Jordan right here. <laughs> well, no, hey, like, this is so, about me, Tim. Because I've known Jordan a while, <laughs> but I remember like surf. You know, we used to go surfing after work and all. But like the yeah. day, um, I don't know why this makes me want to get emotional. But I, because I really love Jordan like a brother and Sam. Like these guys oh, are tight. But I remember, That's awesome. when, yeah, like I remember when he he had his ah uh, oh, <laughs> right there. Nice, My God. <laughs> um, but you know, I saw this in Jordan when he had kids, uh, his first son and the second, and how serious he yeah. he took it. And it's not like he needed to change. He wasn't doing anything wrong. But you can see where it's like, okay, married now, now he has kids. And seeing him turn into a father, it's been one of the most beautiful things to watch. And seeing it's been encouraging to me. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I see him. I never tell him this. So I'm like, I need to be like that guy. And yeah. he's always kind of like, I, you know, well, no, like I got to do this with my kids, you know, scheduling. And I always tell him, your family is first. And he absolutely does it. And I can right. see how he took that serious. And I can see it, how it drives him to want to be yeah. better. Yeah. And now he, you know, he's been promoting. Yeah. He's gone up, the, you know, gone up the chain. I'm like, dude, my guy. Yeah. You know, you can see yeah. that fire yeah. inside him, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's definitely his children and his yeah. wife. You know, yeah. it's like, man, that's his unit and his family. So I can 100 yeah. see where you're coming from. Yeah. You know? It's a good thing. I think it, that needs to happen with more men. My God. Yeah. It's a. It, <laughs> it, it's. I don't it's. I know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was very nice, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and I and I, I I couldn't agree with you more as far as uh, if I was going to pinpoint a driving factor, which pushed me forward. I think, and you know, like you're saying a lot, like or even though we're all there, there's been a lot of stuff that has been said in the last ten minutes. Um, so. <laughs> trying to organize my thoughts, but it's it, the importance of, you know, finding that factor for whatever timeline you are in your life, right? If it's coming off of a, a very extreme hardship, right? Or, you know, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to like overindulge or no, anything. No, no, no. I'm, I'm an open book. But what I mean is like, you know, it's like you got to find what drives you, right. right? So whether that's like, I never want to be in this situation again, or now I have responsibility to the point where it's like, I... I have to, like, I absolutely have to. And I know everyone's perception of that can be different. You know, so I'm not saying my perception is right or your perception is right, your perception is right. You got to find that for yourself, you know, and whatever that is, utilize that as a catalyst to keep you moving forward, yeah. you know? And, and, and like you said, Tim, I mean, you're right. You know, like, at least I'm speaking for myself, you know, like, dude, my family is what drives me. Right. And, um, and I'm very fortunate and I'm super fortunate that I was able to start in the position already because the work had been done to that right. point already. You set yourself up for success. Right. And, and then, so now it's like, I've, I've had this, you know, what my reasons were before and now I'm here and now I have my reasons for now and trying to get to the next level. Right. And, um, you know, I think that everyone's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and again, it's not about the end point. It is about the journey. Like you were saying earlier, I really like that term because it can keep you aware in the presence that you're in right now. And I'm, if my wife listens to this part of it, she's going to be like, <laughs> this dude's fucking lying. He's never present. You know, I was like, I love Bullshit you, babe. Her. But, but no, but I, but that's, but that's true. Because I am a I'm a, sure. a goal guy. Like I'm like everything is yeah, and like everything's like my day. Like it stresses me out if we're not on on schedule, you know. Right. Or like I got to get this done. Got to get this done. Got to this done. Because like the other side of this profession is that our time might be limited at home. Correct. So yeah, 
it's like it's not like I just a show up and cruise a lot of the time anymore as much as it is like I got to get this shit done because yeah. I only got two days yeah. to do this and I'm going to be gone for another four days or whatever. And um, so you're constantly in that <laughs> finding the happy medium. But the driving factors and being present in the moments of what you have is the most important thing. And uh, yeah. Thank you for saying that, dude. I really appreciate it. I don't say much to people often, but I, I'm a very I'm aware. Sure. I watch a lot. And you yeah. can it was cool to see that change. So I, I see where you're coming from. You know, it's like certain things happen in your life, it just changes you. Yeah. It just changes your your direction and where you want to go. And I mean, I, I have a couple of dogs and I get stressed out and I'm just yeah. like, oh, I got what's their life gonna be like? You know? Dude. Friends <laughs> yeah. Farms, dude. Yeah. Fatherhood uh <laughs> Prince Pastor, dude. Oh, Pastor. Yeah, Prince go. Pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fatherhood is uh, it, it's a it's a big uh, driven uh, part of my life. Um, yeah. But again, I think just uh, just my life experience or my what I had to go through. Yeah, it 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 makes me who I am today. But uh, having those responsibilities of being a father and uh, obviously you know everything else that comes in life, this job or you know bills or whatever, you know, um, if if I don't do it, who's gonna do it? You know, right. so uh, yeah. I is, love that. is there something I can add real quick? Absolutely. So you mentioned this in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I just trying to figure out a way to like go back to this because I thought it was really cool, and it's going to be. I think it's really good for people who are interested in this job, and I think it's really good for people who are just starting in the firefighter profession. Any public, really, honestly, is any profession, but mm-hmm. in this case, because it's relevant to the fire service. But you said one of the things that attracted you was because of the scenarios that you were having at home, your involvement and exposure to the fire department was more so than like an average person who is not, you know, family member or something involved or friend or whatever in the fire service. And it was their professionalism, their basically the appearance of what they were delivering, how that was impacting to you is one of the things that you said that drove you to go down the fire route. And I encourage anybody who's listening to this that is either new in it or maybe just as a refresher, like, hey, you know, we all sit there and spit the customer service lines when you get asked in an interview or something like that. But that's an actual example. The best example that you can possibly have as far as why it's so important to maintain that professionalism, maintain the empathy, maintain that connection that you have with the, because even if it's, because we all know, I mean, look, we see crazy shit. There's stuff that goes on all the time, but our interactions with people are very short term. So we got to be able to come in, make a connection, do what we need to do, help them on their way, and then we're out. You know, now if that's because it's you know, a couple times that you exposure, or maybe it's just once. But either way, that impact that we have when we have the opportunity to go help somebody in their homes is humongous on how you act. Right. You know, that's why I'm saying. So, like, if there's any, you know, it's like we do have these. Um, and I'm not, and again, I'm not perfect at all. And have I made mistakes? Hell yes. Have I been less than professional? I'm sure that there is occasion that you can say that I have been. I'm not saying I'm perfect either. Right. But hearing that kind of stuff, I think, is a good a good base to be like, you know, we are impacting people. I mean, we know that, but like more than just like, Hey, we're here to help a medical aid situation, help a fire a rescue, whatever it's, it's just being there. And maybe it's the kid that's also on scene. Maybe it's a, a family member or whatever. And that might change the course correction of their life yeah. to pursue that job. Yeah. You know? Anyway, I thought it was really cool oh, when I, you said that, man, I was like, yeah. damn, that's exactly what the, that embodies, like all those questions, everything you get trained on, all the words of you know, and, and again, like 
He keeps saying, leave it better than you found it. Yeah. I had an Explorer Post advisor back in the day. I want to use his name because he's not in the fire service anymore. But Larry Knockman, if you ever listen to this, you're a crazy, crazy man, dude. And I love you to death. <laughs> this guy... You know, he taught, he was hardcore, like hardcore. I mean, like, and that's so why I used the ladder thing. It was like, because like explorers, dude, like we threw it thousands of times. I mean, like, oh, yeah. And it was the same thing. And if you didn't do it, you're doing push ups, you're running, this guy's screaming at you. Yep. And as a younger man, or I should say a child, really, at that time, I'm like, I'm never going to be like this guy, you know? And now it's like, as I've gone through my career yep. and stuff, I owe so much of, you know, especially from fire service perspective on like how to be or what example that I want to be for other, you know, people around me for the community, how to interact. I owe it to that guy. Right. And it's so, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, you know, you don't know it in the time, yeah. but how much it pays off down the road that it helped form you into what you've become, you know? So I'm sure your influences, you know, all that stuff that pays into how you've sculpted your career and how you want to leave it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's like so much we, complacency is a thing. Getting comfortable in the situation is absolutely a thing. And again, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm totally guilty of it too, but I think it's these little things that help that like reminds you of like, what an awesome ability that we have to be able to help people. Right. You know, we are given that opportunity. Is it for money? Do we get paid? Hell yeah, we get paid. Sure. We're willing to, hey, we're willing to throw it out there. We get paid for what we're willing to do. 100%. Not what we do on a daily basis. Dude, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. But those impacts that we have, the maintaining the professionalism, being empathetic to the community, being like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to, you know, like how many times you go, like, you know, you go inside someone's house, you're doing something, you help them out with something that you're just not even related to the call. And you do it not because you're like, you feel obligated, you just want to help people. Right. But taking those extra steps go, you know, goes a mile, yeah. you know? So oh, yeah, sure. I just want to share that, dude. I, th I thought that was super cool. And uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it's rad because hopefully I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't, those fire firefighters probably never knew you grew up in being a fireman. That, those guys that were coming helping your mom, the firefighters. Yeah, they probably never grew up. You knew that you grew up to be a firefighter. I guarantee how rad you would they that did be? not. Yeah, that, how rad would that be? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> That'd yeah. be super cool. No, they I, go, what? <laughs> no, I, I again, man. I, I I just truly believe. I like I said, we I kind of have a little saying that we have at work, and kind of myself is that you know we're all guilty of being complacent of, of, uh, maybe not doing as much as we should do at work or not, maybe, you know, forgetting to do this that's on the daily or the weekly or whatever. But the one thing I do always remember is that when the call comes in and the lights come on, it's showtime. Yeah. And Absolutely. so all the grab ass, all the hooting and hollering, all the, everything that we do at the station, it, okay, we're done. Right. We go on the call, do what we're supposed to do. And then when we come back, it is what it is. But yeah, I, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I, I was, again, you know, I was given a great opportunity. Uh, the city I work for has uh, given me a whole lot. So I try to represent the patch and the badge and, and, and our profession as best as possible. Make a difference, baby. I try. Heck yeah. I try. That's my guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was That's like, my guy. I try. There Look it is. Go. Now for the most important question for the day because we're wrapping this up yes sir i gotta ask you this man because we work together now for a little bit i've known you for a long time what's your thoughts on extraterrestrial life <laughs> i always bring this up at some point in yeah. most podcasts i want to know people's honest opinion if if you don't it's cool yeah but there's a lot going on out there there's a lot more things being seen i am a huge believer my god let's go yeah. 
Okay. But if you would have asked me this probably 10 or 20 years ago, I probably would say you're crazy. Right. I would have the same thing. Yeah. I, I feel you. But I think because of where we're at with technology, social media, when uh, just everything in general, yeah. I am a huge it's crazy. Believer. It's crazy, dude. Okay, so what? Yeah. at what point did you change? Is it because like a certain video you saw? Because uh, now like all those videos that used to come out on TV and the government's like, now nah, that's crazy. It would never happen, right? Oh, it's happened. And then years later, it's like, actually, no, those are real. Um, we just didn't want you guys to know. You know, we're trying to figure out what it is because we don't know what, what's happening. I, You know, it's probably just Netflix. Oh, <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching all the damn documentaries. Yes. Uh, just uh, Netflix, uh, freaking Amazon Prime, just watching all these documentaries and just seeing the overwhelming evidence Yes, and just reading books, articles on people that are not looking for fame. They're just, look, man, this is what happened to me. Right, right. But it's happening a lot. A lot more than we know. And it's not just the United States. It's oh, all over the world. I just and finished a book called Sky People. Oh. It's about um, alien encounters in Meso Mesoamerica. So these are all people in like South America. Way oh. you know they're poor. They're not no education. Yeah. And the, the the writer went down and documented their stories from like 2000. I don't know four to 2010. Wild. These people have nothing to gain. She says it. They're yeah. not making money off these yeah. stories. There's nothing. They're like oh yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, they land right here. They do this. They do that. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and every chapter is a different story. So it's not like a small, like in this book is like 300 pages, dude. I couldn't put it down. It's Damn. these things that were happening are incredible. So anybody, I, I believe it. Oh, dude, you got to, you got to watch. That's good. I'm glad we're, yeah. uh, uh, all right, dude. We're, you're, we're, you're in good company. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, ready. but it, I believe. Yeah. I'm ready. There's more. I want to see him. <laughs> I just, because I, I know I, I'm on the same page. I believe it's, I believe it there. I think there's, I'm not saying like, Maybe they are here. I actually have no idea. Like here, here. Like maybe even amongst us. Well, okay, so that was in the book that I was reading. Yeah. One of the elders of the village, he was like, yeah, when I was a kid, um, you know, from kid to like midlife to even when he's older, he has seen them multiple times. And he says, yeah, they. I see them land, and when they get out, they have metallic suits on that match their ship. But as soon as they walk away from the ship, they pretty much like take on the appearance of whatever's behind them. So he said, they're always around. They're always around. <laughs> you just can't see right. them. And I was <laughs> like, like, no! like when you're in the other room and something gets knocked over. I, and you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Well, and, and again, <laughs> Wild, dude. I am a firm believer in extraterrestrial life. Yes. And I am a firm believer in ghosts and spirits. Ooh, my man, I'm there with you. Oh, no, I'm right there with you. Dude. I am. Yeah, I've, we could talk all Sorry. day. Yeah. See, there's we have certain guests, like and you're now. Ago. I know you're you're one of them. Well, we're gonna have to. Um, so here, I'll, just, I'll preface with this: okay. we are moving our studio to a bigger spot. Nice. We'll be able to have a total of eight people on, which is probably gonna be madness. I don't know how we're gonna be able to do that. We'll figure it out. We gotta do it. But it's like you and I think what probably four other guests that we have that will be really good conspiracy podcasts. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it should just be ghosts and aliens. That's it. Like, uh, straight up. I'm be, in. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm so, in. So please keep that schedule open. Yes. We should have that um, that studio up and running here within the next two months. That should be next Halloween's episode. Oh, oh, oh man. Aliens and Mark ghosts. It down. I'm in. Put, your, put it in your, put put it in your calendar your now. I'm in. <laughs> dude, dude, that's, that's do you have awesome. One, do you have one question for him? I do have. Oh. Let's do. Let's do uh, oh. oh, man. I went down the table. <clears throat> Kind of aggressively. No, you're good. Uh, these are all kind of quick answers, no, so right. we'll just we'll just rifle through them. Uh, well, real quick, are you a football fan at all? 
College. College? Okay. Yes. Very good. Because the question the question is, is silly. It says, who's the strongest NFL player you could beat up in a hand-to-hand fight? None of them. Tom Brady. Tom, yeah. Yeah. Tom, he, Tom, he didn't look too He's tough. gangly. Yeah, he's, he's just like tall. Listen, the guy big. can fire a football off, and he's a great leader and a quarterback, but I don't know how well he's doing a fight. Swash that right hand, dude, and you'll be all right. <laughs> he's not fast. No, he's not you know fast. No, I mean? he's not. So you go. So you go, Tom Brady. Yeah, but Tom Brady. Two Tom Brady. Damn, Tom. Yeah, dude. Maybe it's because he took the let's go name. Oh, I don't know. No. For that, I will also fight Tom Brady. Thanks a lot, Tom. You're a great quarterback. How's your divorce going, buddy? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was, He's like I was, great. I wasn't gonna bring that up, dude. I don't know what's happening. Let's talk about that for one second. Is this? It, is he getting divorced or not? What's What's the consensus? I don't that's, think that's a rumor. The rumor is, rumor. yeah, it hasn't. Uh, there's nothing been filed. There's just been talks because that was everything going into preseason and how he's going to be like missing most of it. There was some talks. There were some you know troubles at home. Nothing specific, but then. They must have gotten lawyers or something because it kept growing, but nothing was filed. Right. There wasn't talking about like, separations or anything like that. It was just they might be getting a divorce, and I don't know. Listen, I, I don't feel gonna, bad for him get, really no. at all. I'm so, going to say this like, right I don't now. Know. I feel I'm very. Gonna, I'm going to point this towards my man Sam because you're not married. We got two married men over here, but this goes to show you. This goes to show you. It doesn't matter how much money you have, you'll never please him. You know, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You, you know what's crazy? It's Ring that bell. bell. Ring the damn bell. <laughs> what's crazy Even is that... Tom Brady can't keep a marriage, people. And well. he's the one. He's the one that's gonna be losing out. That's Why? what's crazy Why? too. Oh, oh man, they said so that he, money he can get. Um, She's worth some money. Yeah, he can oh, get alimony from her. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he can get alimony from her. I was like, wait a minute. The, as much as that guy makes, She's rich. done very well for herself. Oh yeah. yeah, very well. She's they. They're both gonna be just fine. Yeah. So good lord. Staying, you know, do what you got to do. I don't know. <laughs> these like fic, you know, these like celebrity couples. I never feel bad. I'm like, listen. Well, well, you know. I mean, hey, if it works out better for both of you. Can you know? Good luck with your future endeavors. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next question. Another fighting question. Uh, so this can be a real person or a fictitious character. But who would you want to represent you in a trial by combat? Oh, jeez. It's all Tom Brady. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so the person's gonna fight for us. For you, yeah. So like trial, like old school trial by combat. If you're gonna like, if you're Basically, like in the court system, if you were going to be de- put to death, you That's could trial by combat, so you can elect somebody to represent you to fight to the death on your behalf. Oh. Be- well, let Pat start this one off, dude. What you got? So uh, it doesn't have to be a real person. It could oh, be. Oh, could be a. Can it, it, it be, be a superhero? Yeah, I mean, the question doesn't is very vague. I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but growing up, I was a huge Green Lantern fan. Oh, the Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah, I know Green Lantern. Right. I, you know, superheroes. League of Hall, uh, Hall of Justice or whatever. I was a huge Green Lantern fan. Oh. So I'm going to stick to old school growing up. I'm going to say Green Lantern. Okay. He's solid. I mean, <laughs> not the new <laughs> version, the Ryan, uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. But I'm going to go, yeah. Yeah, because the new ver- That was a terrible movie. <laughs> great character. Yeah, no, Awesome great, character yeah. and like the abilities, the Green Lantern and everything. Dude. Rad. They really messed that up because they had such an opportunity to make it very cool, yeah. and they didn't. No. Why would you know when he used the ring and he made like the the yeah. gun thing? I was like, yeah. dude, you can make anything in the world, and that's what you made out of it. It was like stupid. This is a bad writing. But uh, okay, so Green Lantern. Yeah, I enjoy the. Movie. I just like Ryan Reynolds. He's I like, hot. but I also like shitty movies. Everyone knows that. 
I watch a lot of B movies, dude. That's okay. I There's love. a lot of great B movies yeah, out there. I watch a lot, a lot of B movies. There's a lot. Big Bad Spider. Check it out, everybody. <laughs> 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 pretty, there's another one called Rubber. It's about a tire that rolls down the street. If you look at it, your head explodes. It's hey, good it's a good dude. movie, dude. Yeah, I had a good time watching it. Concepts Who's? more believable than Green Lantern. I mean, it got paid for. Uh, it got paid for. Somebody <laughs> funded it, dude. Dude, that's awesome. Who's who's your combat trial guy? I was going to ask you. Oh, me? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, see, when I read the question, I was taking it as a literal, like, who it exists. And if I got to pick someone who exists, I'd pick Francis Naganu, the UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, if anyone knows who that is, check him out. He is a monster of a man, and he just wrecks people. Uh, so I figured if someone had to represent me, I would want that guy to do it. Um, and he's really nice, so I feel like we'd get along hanging out afterwards. Uh, but if I had to pick a superhero, um, God, I like too many. There's a lot. I think that's the problem. I can't narrow it down because I'm like thinking like, well, who's he going to fight? What attributes do I want them to have? Um, yeah. If we're just going to blanket it, probably Superman. You oh, know? nice, dude. Unless you're fighting somebody from uh, Krypton. but Old oh. Superman or new Superman? Ooh. I Like Christopher I, Reeves? No. You know what the opposite of Christopher Reeves is? Christopher Walken. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Not appropriate, but funny. Nice. Holds still up. got it, baby. <laughs> I love that you knew that. Oh, <laughs> that's so bad, dude. Oh, it's not good. It felt gross coming out of my mouth. Uh, I didn't think we were going to go there, but oh, yeah, dude. that's yeah. awesome. God bless that. you, Chris Ruiz. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you. Henry Cavill. I, was, I like him. He's pretty strong. He's, he's jacked, dude. He's jacked. I'm he's just a humble jealous. dude. I like that he's a humble guy. Right? He's Seems a full like, nerd. Yeah, he's a full nerd. Right? Seems cool. I would pick uh -huh. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. I knew it. Chuck Norris, dude. Good he call. does push-ups. He pushes down the world. You know what I'm saying? Dude, boogeyman looks under the bed for Chuck Norris. That's, right. That's what's up. Right? That, that roundhouse kick, baby. Yeah. That roundhouse kick. I'm it's telling like, you. You know who's responsible for the Big Bang? Chuck Norris. My man, dude. It's either Chuck yeah. Norris or Charles Bronson. Now, Charles Bronson's Ooh. going a little deep. Oh, Char yes. Oof. Charles Bronson was like the gritty, yes. old-school tough guy, whereas like I think Chuck Norris was more of the Hollywood kind of karate dude yeah charles you know? bronson was nasty man dude charles oh, bronson man. that was my dad my dad's guy dude. my grandfather loved charles bronson. <laughs> uh, many of charles bronson movies growing up in my oh yeah i watched them all the time dude what about you sam hey, have you guys seen it man oh that dude has fought everyone he's fought yeah. wrestlers he's fought boxers he's yeah fought, really? like uh, matter martial fact, arts. There's, there's a couple it man there's one two, yeah three, yeah it man all, all yeah. of them dude and yeah. that's he came to mind because he's fought like fighters and i mean of course they're all fictional but he's that's gonna, the show. Man. Yeah, that's the show on Netflix. Is is there? A, is, is it Netflix? Yeah, Ip there, Man. Well, there's a couple oh, movies. IP man. There's movies. Or Ip Man. Yeah, IP. Yeah, IP. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's like bad, one through bad. like five or six. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. there's there's a ton of them. And he he just takes. He doesn't get hit, by, you know, much. Of course, because if we were gonna hit by uh, uh by Francis, he'd he'd die. He'd explode. Yeah. But you know, he 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 dodges stuff and he he gets them in their in their pressure points. And he just breaks them down. So I'm like, damn, this dude, and he's tiny, and he can, in any situation, he can pull you apart. So I was like, hey, man, this guy's dope. You see, Pat, this is why we have. Yeah. Sam, Love Sam is I very intelligent. I have guessed. Very, very intelligent, man. Nice, Sam. Good I know, pull. good pull, dude. Yeah, bro. Good yeah, pull. Ip Man versus Francis, though. Oh, yeah, God, dude. He better be accurate, dude. He better he avoid hold, everything. He's oh, yeah, he's done. <laughs> see, I can see everyone's guy warming up. You know, freaking Chuck Norris is doing roundhouse <laughs> kicks. <laughs> yeah, but then I see Green Lantern just glowing Charles over there. Yeah. He's like, I have magical powers. You guys are all screwed. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. Here's what I can say is, like, Charles Bronson will be sitting back, not warming up. He'd just be smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah drinking, drinking a beer. Yeah. Exactly. Drinking a beer. Yep. 
Just it's like when we get in the sound, dude. Flings his grit down, steps on it a couple twists, and he's like, let's get after it, boys. Exactly. Just super doesn't stretch. Let's be sissies, you know? Let's get this started. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Pat, thank you so yep. much for coming on the podcast, dude. Um, definitely want to have you back. Uh, there's more to talk about, and we got to have you back for Conspiracy Theory 1. I think we're going to do, we should do that. Um, I'm in. Instead of monthly review, we should try and get a bunch of people on here just for. Alien conspiracy theory talk. Be awesome, I'm in. Dude. I'm in, dude. But um, thank you for being so open and talking, dude, and yeah. um, talking about therapy. I think, you know, unfortunately, it's still we say it all the time. It's still kind of taboo in our world, and I think more of our friends and personality need to do that. It's there's a lot of healing power behind that to to talk to somebody. Absolutely, absolutely. So, dude, thank you so much for for being so open and coming and talking, dude. Appreciate you, man. I'm absolutely. glad you are a friend. Absolutely, freaking happy awesome, to be dude. here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Yeah, just everything that Tim just said. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I it just is the the uh, emotional impact of everything in the progression of what we we're talking about. I think relates with so many people, and hopefully, folks listening to this have the opportunity to gain a lot from that. And I think it takes a lot to be open, honest, and I know. A lot of people say, like, oh, I'm an open book, I'm an open book. But when you actually are and you can utilize that for mm-hmm. influential purposes, mm-hmm. dude, that's so awesome. Thank you for, for doing what you what you said you're going to do. And uh, we definitely got to get the cons- – oh, I don't know what to call it conspiracy, yeah, I, but, like, the I, alien ghost stuff, dude, I'm down. That'll dude, be fun for sure. I think I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be I'm, a good time, dude. I'm excited. This yeah. it'll be fun, dude. We'll get we'll uh, do it a different time of day so we can have some whiskey and oh yeah, yeah. Get the get that flowing. We'll on make board. it at least yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking love it, but yeah, Pat, oh, dude, it's yep. it's awesome because with what you've been through, it shows you're a fighter. You mm-hmm. kept the hope alive. Um, you're not afraid to overcome, dude. And I, I respect that so much. So I thanks, dude. That. Thank you, Tim. Um, so on the count of three, we're gonna say let's go. You ready? Yep. One, two, three. Let's, let's go. go. Bye, everybody. And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. I'd like to thank our sound engineer who makes this podcast happen and makes the sound very good, Stephen Clark. And to our first sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Come get your haircut at two locations, Long Beach and in Orange, California. Your appointment can be booked at 8-9-Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-B, excuse me, B-A-R-B-R-E-R-S. 8-9-Barbers.com. Again, look good, feel good, be great. Check it out. It's my barber. He is the man. Thanks, everybody. Bye.